Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Bonjour, and welcome to a new edition of Around the Hearn. Earlier this week than normal, usually a Thursday, Friday sort of look at this show and everything going on in the world of sports. Uh, I love that release because it kind of gives me an opportunity to view the world, kind of see what happened throughout the entire week. However, it's kind of a special edition of Around the Hearn because I'm fortunate this week to be joined by uh, Katie Leakty from uh, Coldwater and also by Eric Naughton, the now former head baseball coach at Columbus Grove. He was kind enough to join me uh, today and tell me exactly why and talk about Everything that went into why he's not the coach of Columbus Grove anymore. Just saw him a couple of weeks ago at the All-Star Games, the four-county All-Star Games we did in Ottawa. And uh, one of my favorite people, and I talk about that throughout the course of the interview with him. He's uh, moving with his family to Illinois, where his wife is from, and he explains everything going on with that. What that means for Columbus Grove baseball is yet to be determined, but... You'll hear from him coming up here in a couple of minutes and about what he enjoyed during his time in Columbus Grove, Putnam County, part of the Northwest Conference, where he went in a 23-21 and 21 record in a couple of years. Didn't get his third year, but that's a, kind of another thing with everything going on. Those are coming up. Not a lot of news early on in the week. Uh, the one big piece of news, Salina High School pitcher, and Ohio State University pitcher Seth Lonsway will go back to Ohio State for the 2021 season. Lonsway undrafted in the five-round Major League Baseball draft that was recently held. He reports that his family was looking for a $1 million signing bonus. That expires after, I believe, it's like pick 63. It starts getting slotted down to under a $1 million, but an opportunity for him to go back and expound on what he started to do this year. A lot of strikeouts, a lot of uh, movement, great curveball. People talking a lot about that, but he's going to go back, and uh, next year will make a splash in the draft, I have no doubt. Big shout-out to Lipsick's Gavin Cup, the Ohio State football player. will go to graduate school at Ohio State, major in sports management. He has said a couple of days ago on the Buckeyes Twitter account, I will take with me the importance of keeping a routine, maintaining a schedule, and how to build resiliency through the ups and downs of life through the SASO program at Ohio State University. But just uh, such a terrific kid and a terrific young man. I hope that he does well in everything that he does. I love talking to him. I hope to have him on the show at some point. You know, you got to jump through a couple of college hoops that way. But like I said, not a lot going on. Just sort of in a waiting process to see exactly what things are going to look like in the fall as we hit the middle of June. High school baseball, summer league baseball, not Acme baseball, whatever you want to call it, in a full swing. Getting an opportunity to call some of those games uh, is a lot of fun. You can see different kids play. You can try some different things. Nate Sim and I had Spencerville and Delphus Jefferson last night. Bearcats got themselves in a hole with four errors in the first inning. Ended up losing 5-4. to four. They came back with a rally in the six, but not to be. Still a lot of baseball to be played, and, and it's different to see, too, because 
Some teams are playing seven or eight games. Some teams are playing 20 or 30 games. Some teams somewhere in the middle. I'm just happy to see kids out smiling, people outside watching, and uh, baseball being played. See what the next couple of weeks holds. Coming up here in just a few minutes, we'll talk to Eric Naughton about his resignation at Columbus Grove. And on the other side of the break, Katie Leakty talks about her decision to head out to uh, North Dakota to play collegiate basketball. That's when we come back here on Around the Herd, brought to you in part by the fine folks on West Irvin Road of Van Wert, Lee Kinsel. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench, ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer could come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Still talking about baseball, which is the great thing even during this summer. However, maybe not necessarily for the reason that we would like the now former Columbus Grove head coach of the baseball squad in Eric Naughton. And is that, it sounds a little odd for you, I would imagine, after three years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, a little tough to hear at times, but even though former, I'll I'll always pay attention to the uh, Columbus Grove. Uh, Bulldog baseball team and and that school uh, really appreciate the time that I had there and uh, and you know, the belief they had in me. You have to me looking at it, and I was just writing down some stuff before this. Uh, fascinating three year journey. You take over Bulldogs first year. You guys struggle. You don't get to five hundred, but everything comes kind of to fruition. How you would look at it. The next year, you win fifteen games. You uh, win the PCL for the first time in a while. You win the Coach of the Year award. Just didn't have that ending you wanted in the tournament. You think, all right, we're building something here, I would imagine, and then you get no third season. Yeah, I mean, you know, coming in there the uh, the first year, uh, it, it was it, it was great getting to meet everybody and and try to you know baby step into implementing what I wanted to do. I kind of came into it wide eyed and. Uh, it, it was tough, you know, that first season. I think we had seven one-run loss games. Uh, but the amount of character that it built, I think, for some of the underclassmen uh, and what they learned showed immediately that next year. I mean, to bounce back, 15 wins, the kind of hard work that these boys put into the off-season program, uh, you know, especially some of these guys that were playing numerous sports at Grove and excelling in several of the other sports, still taking the time to work at baseball. And it proved throughout the second year, um, unbelievable job. I mean, I give it all to these players and, you know, kind of buying into the program and, and listening. We added uh, Braden Sauter as assistant coach my second year. Uh, an amazing job he did to come in and help motivate with myself. And uh, they bought in. Now, we, you know, this last year, very unfortunate. Um, it's, you know, it's been tough. Uh, it, it was real hard. I mean, you know, my three years at that, I had uh, seven seniors this year, six of them who, you know, I, I was around all the time coming in there my first year so it, it was it was a hard bolt to bite this year not getting to watch those boys go out and excel and and play a full season under us but you know I know they left everything out on the field for us especially the year before you did however get to coach them one final time in the all-star game I know 
you're not, uh, I would say, a mushy person, but inside you kind of had to, with everything going on that we're going to talk about in a second, it kind of had to have a little bit extra, I would think, to be able to coach those kids one final time. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll forever be grateful for that opportunity. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think everybody behind the scenes, uh, Abe, for doing everything he did putting that together. You know, all you guys for, for coming out and being there. And, yeah, it, it definitely meant a lot to be able to be there down the third baseline and uh, be in front of all those uh, those players again one last time. So it's, it's something I'll, I'll definitely, you know, keep in the memory bank and cherish for forever and, uh, and definitely grateful for that opportunity. Different for you because I don't know how many people know this. I do because we talk a lot, but you kind of are nomadic in that you continue to California kid to just move east and – end up in Columbus Grove and we, we were just talking before we went on uh, I wish you would have brought more of that California weather with you in your time in Columbus Grove yeah that gets referenced quite often and I know I was very fortunate you know in my 20 plus years out there on the west coast uh, getting the year round baseball and, and getting to grow up that way and <laughs> a lot of people do envy uh, what that is like and uh, I didn't bring that to Ohio whatsoever uh, it was a it was different you know, starting baseball into the March instead of in February. And there was a lot of adjustment to the weather. And, uh, you know, one thing that I think I got good at and uh, back in the day, you know, I think my father will appreciate, uh, he started a landscaping company for myself. And I think I got real good at uh, learning how to, to get these fields ready out here. It's a little different out in California. You just got to drag it, get it ready, line it up and get it. But uh, out here it took uh, – it took trenching and buckets and, you know, I mean, downpours of rain and we're still playing. I mean, that collided championship game, I think we had uh, almost two inches of water on the field the day before that game. So it, it became something that I got to learn and kind of put into my repertoire moving forward now. It was kind of a different thing, I would imagine, the first time that you coached the game while it was still snowing actively. I'll never forget that. Ottawa Glendorf, we uh, <laughs> were playing in the uh, – uh, preseason scrimmage is just one of them that I remember. And, uh, you know, we got Alex sitting out at shortstop and he's got, you know, half inch sized snowflakes falling down. Now, I mean, I, it was easier, I guess, playing in the snow than it would be in the rain. And the boys just kind of didn't even bat an eye at it, you know, but that's uh, the Ohio born boys just used to it. They, they could care less if it was snowing. So to me, I was, uh, kind of taking it all in. When you told your West Coast buddies about that, they just laugh at you and say, why? Oh, I mean, they're, they're always giving me a hard time. They're two, three weeks into the league. And, uh, you know, yeah, I get to, I get both sides of why'd you come here? Why'd you go? But, you know, I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoyed every second of being in Ohio. What came with it? Uh, there was nothing, nothing that bothered me about it. But yeah, they, they razzed me a little bit. <laughs> so the recent news is we talked about the former part of the uh, title in front of head coach. You uh, no longer the head coach at Columbus Grove. How does that come about? I uh, know I did. Uh, I did put in my resignation to uh, to Columbus Grove, and again, I, I can't thank that school. Uh, it's just an unbelievable job they did opening up, you know, the community and the school. You know, opening up their arms to my family and making that transition so perfect. But, you know, uh, everything going on in the world right now and, and all the, the things that are happening really have had some time to spend with our family. And, um, you know, we're, we're happy to go back home to, uh, 
to my lady's hometown. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's going to make her extremely comfortable coming back here. We got some opportunities and, um, you know, just kind of, kind of fell into place and we got a lot of, uh, opportunities for our family here and, and for me to spend a little bit more time with them. And, uh, you know, it's just at that point where my kids are starting to play ball and, and I really looked into it further and I think I, I give back to them now and this will be easier to do it that way. Well, and for people who don't know, you have a lot of irons in the fire, so to speak, in that not only as far as the coaching goes, but also being a firefighter. And that's another thing that is a big time-consuming thing, I would imagine, here during this time. No, absolutely. I mean, the EMS side of that as well. Uh, we had, uh, you know, staying very busy, you know, doing that a lot. And it did change this spring for me. Uh, that's definitely something different uh, during the spring. I, you know, opened up my hours to the department and was working there as much as I possibly could for them and, and trying to give back to that community as well uh, in these kind of times. Uh, and it did. Uh, it did take a lot away from uh, my children. And, you know, as a lot of people had to become, you know, homeschool teachers as well and you know, really work with their uh, their school districts and their, their children's teachers at home to get these kids passing, uh, you know, it, it it became a hardship, but at the same time, uh, you know, I, I love giving back to the community and making sure that there's, uh, you know, that that's being done. And at the same time, uh, you know, my lady also, her center became a pandemic center. So she was uh, working on Monday through Friday schedules. So, you know, a lot of that went into the fact that, you know, when times like this happen and you see your, yourself pulled away from your kids, you start kind of, you know, rethinking your future and, uh, you know, we had some opportunities that led to that. I would imagine Mr. Naughton, the homeschool teacher's favorite subject, was either nap time or lunchtime. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. They did enjoy lunchtime. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I do uh, I do try to try to uh, get the kids uh, eating right. But uh, I would, I'd say they disagree. P.E. was one of their favorites. P.E. was definitely one that... Uh, you know, we, we joked around with these kids that do push-ups and run around the house out there. You've seen that big property we had. Uh, I like doing that. They, they enjoyed that. <laughs> I put a baseball in their hand, try and teach them a little bit about that, just kind of get a two-and-one, I'd imagine. Well, there's no doubt, uh, you know, coaching being in the blood, and I've got a softball player now in middle school, and uh, both of all three kids, uh, younger kids also, interested in ball and a t-ball or a coach pitch, so... Uh, yeah, we're working a lot now, and uh, it's not just baseball in our house. We, we're definitely basketball, baseball. It'll be football here in a few years. So, you know, volleyball, you name it all, it's, it's getting busy. I heard this story, and I would be remiss if I did not ask you about this. From the time that you made the decision, talking with your lady and, and everything that goes into you know, what we're going to do next about moving out of state, how long was it before you heard the first thing or the first piece of news or rumor about yourself? Um, you know, we, Lindsay and I, you know, I had to be, you know, candid as we could, you know, trying to see and make decisions that we were going to, um, you know, obviously, you know, leaving Ohio and being, you know, so intertwined with, you know, the different things that we were doing, you know, we knew we were going to, you know, some people, we figured it was going to let some people down and it was a tough time, but, um, I'd say in fruition, you know, there were, there were several weeks, uh, to months, not, not, excuse me, not months, but you, you know, about a month to several weeks that we really were able to be serious about it and, 
I mean, you can't just pack up and move somewhere and, and not have, you know, ducks in a row or have opportunities. So we just kind of, you know, looked into our opportunities that we had and, um, you know, as they arrived, uh, you know, it took a little bit of time to figure that out. I kind of laughed because I had started to hear about it after the All-Star game and I had a couple of people text me, did you hear that there were moving trucks at their house? Uh, yeah. I did. Uh, I, I did hear about about that little piece, and uh, <laughs> you know, I was actually moving moving some furniture. Uh, you know, she's still actually in town. We have uh, haven't relocated. Uh, you know, she's still working and finishing out. And you know, I'm back and forth right now. As of course, you know, you have to be trying to uh, to you know shore up employment opportunities and, and securing you know where everything's going to happen and and take place. Of course, moving a, a large family is not an easy task. I've been a busy guy lately. <laughs> well, I can tell you but that yeah, it, go ahead. everyone that I have talked to or that asked me about it or, or asked what I've heard or whatever, uh, the, the feeling that I got from them, whether it was coaches or people in the community, was it wasn't, all right, you know, boo, he's leaving. It's we're sad, we're going to miss the person more because of what you've done for the community, what you've done for the kids, and – and and we understand just we hate that the person is leaving. Well, I'll go back to, to saying that from, you know, when I was talking about even with like administration with the school and that's just the community around there. Uh, that community of Columbus Grove embraced myself uh, from day one. I mean, I didn't have that uncomfortable feeling. I've told the administration and, and everybody through the hiring process, the first day that I came into Columbus Grove, when I first had the first interview, the first thing I, I see at the intersection is two young boys with their baseball bags on their bike, uh, riding down to the park for practice. And I mean, for a baseball coach, I kind of fell in love with it. Like, you know, everybody from, you know, even our sponsors are, you know, the community members that, you know, the restaurants, the, uh, the business owners, everybody was completely open arms to myself and what can we do to help you. So that doesn't surprise me one bit. Um, you know, I tried to give back to that community and just, you know, be who I was and embrace, you know, other sports. That's why I love getting into the media and getting in broadcast some of the Grove games and really, uh, you know, getting to pay attention to basketball and football and kind of try to intertwine myself into the community because I felt so comfortable. Well, I can tell everyone who's listening to this that the first time I actually met Eric Naughton, in the press box at Columbus Grove, Nate and I were up there getting ready to do a game, and he comes in, and he's this big, bright personality. I've never talked to the guy before in my life, and after five or ten minutes of talking to him, I thought, I wonder if I have any eligibility. I might be able to hit 300 today. At 35, I, I really didn't, but I I just I love that about your personality. I've always been a fan of everything, and it's for that reason because I know – that not only you look at it a certain way and have those kids' best interests in heart, but that you generally care about everyone as a person, not just what can they do for me. You know, absolutely. I also learned that I think and got to that that's from previous coaches' experience that I've had in my lifetime. Um, you know, I, I try to be fair with everybody, and it's not just about sports. You're absolutely right. I, all of my players and their parents, I tried to have a relationship with. Um, one thing I can, I think, pride myself on around Grove is 
I didn't hear complaints. And if there were complaints, nobody brought them to my attention because I wanted to be, you know, personable with those parents. I wanted to be personable with those players and open book so that we could, you know, move the program in the right direction. And it quickly did. Um, uh, the amount of help that I got from everybody around there made it just so easy. And, and you know, it, I enjoyed all of it. Well, I wish you the absolute best of luck, and I thank you for doing this and for everything that uh, you've done in three years for us. Well, I, I appreciate that so much. You know, I, I I have so much appreciation for what you guys do for the area, uh, Northwest Sports, and, and, you know, what you guys are doing right now, helping out, uh, putting everybody on the map, and, and really just, you know, getting these sports out there. I know it's been tough times, and uh, – I hope it turns around and we get right back to where it was. I'll always be following, even though I'm a few states away. But, you know, uh, thank you to all the Northwest communities and the coaches, the uh, PCL, the NWC. Uh, you know, it's been a, a great three years, and uh, I couldn't ask for a better uh, area to be coaching sports, and it'll definitely be something I always remember. So, Best of luck to you and the family. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's the now former Columbus Grove head coach in Eric Naughton. The TroveSportsDen.com. What is the TroveSportsDen.com? A subscription-based service where you can interact with professional baseball players that's always adding new players to interact with and hear stories from in our private Facebook group. Head on over to the TroveSportsDen.com and check out their monthly packages that start at just $6.99. Check out the list of exclusive signings they offer with your favorite athletes as well. Be sure to check out the TroveSportsDen.com and the TroveSportsDen on Facebook for news and updates. Back now talking it basketball and about college and at Katie Leakty. I am excited to see what your journey from Coldwater all the way to North Dakota looks like. First of all, congratulations on that. Second of all, how did you end up in North Dakota? Um, well, actually, during the COVID, um, I had them message me and my dad um, with some interest and in offering a scholarship. So I just went with it and then obviously we couldn't get on campus for a while and then just in the past week I got on campus and I fell in love. All the Buffalo were just roaming is that is that what drew you in there? <laughs> oh yeah. Well I'm curious now because when I was looking it up to uh, research the town it said we're known for more than just the world's largest Buffalo and I thought <laughs> well I just want to see the world's largest Buffalo now. Yeah. Like it's kind of different, though, because it's obviously going to be quite literally a whole world away from yeah. cold water. And what was it like when you went out to take that trip? Um, it was different because obviously it's 14 hours away. But once we got into the town, it was I thought it was going to be a lot smaller. It actually was bigger. Um, I think it has 1,700 people. I'm not sure. But um, the hmm. town is really nice. 15,000, pretty close. Yeah. And then um, I got on campus, and it was literally beautiful. I loved it. And um, they obviously got a new arena for basketball, and it has a really big D1 feel for me, and I just fell in love. I know that uh, a lot of kids have sort of, and kids from your school have had this too, where they were going to go somewhere and either things change with the programs or with the schools. Mm -hmm. Was that something for you or was it always kind of uh, North Dakota was going to be the thing? Um, actually, I wanted to stay closer in the beginning 
and once I got on campus and stuff, it, nothing really felt home for me. And so then when they mentioned North Dakota and I got on campus, it just felt like home, even though it was 14 hours away. But it just felt right when I was on campus. Have they, uh, I realize these are all just things, but uh, people who are, they have a lot of radio stations, a lot of TV out there I know that do stuff. I was wondering, I would imagine the school has some stuff people can keep up back at home. Yeah, they do. Um, senior year, obviously kind of an oddity. And mm-hmm. hopefully, I, I say this kind of in a way, but hopefully the only class that really kind of has to go through that, it's it's a weird thing for to think about, I would imagine, kind of just how that all comes together. Mm-hmm. How does that, how, how do you look at that when you kind of, you get to the end and, all right, you don't see everybody, you don't get prom, you don't get a traditional graduation, you don't get all that stuff. It, that It's kind of, it would wear on you a little bit, I would think. Yeah, definitely wasn't expecting that. And our yearbook covers actually don't blink, and it's literal, like, anything can happen in the blink of an eye, and it definitely caught everyone off guard. And it's obviously upsetting for the seniors and not getting those special memories that you make senior year. But I think we're strong enough to get through it. And it had to be kind of worse for you, too, because that, that kind of three months where you're not really supposed to do anything, you're not allowed to do anything, whatever, you play a lot of sports and have a lot of things going on at Coldwater, so now you kind of have to, what am I going to do? Yeah. How do, how do you look back now at the whole time you were able to play at Coldwater and just kind of put it in a box when you think about it? Um, I obviously moved from a very big school and coming to Coldwater, um, it was very difficult but playing sports, it makes it so much easier to make friends and um, bond with people. And basketball was obviously my favorite thing, and I loved it so much. And it made it a lot easier for me to um, make friendships and stuff and make those memories. It's amazing how people don't realize that maybe sometimes how sports kind of bonds people together. Yeah. When you think about this year, you guys go 10 and 14. There's a lot of games that... And I saw you play a handful of times, especially early in the year. Are there games that or moments of that that stick out to you? I think probably the last the sectional game when I made the game winner. That was obviously <laughs> something that kids wish for and wish to do. And I honestly couldn't believe it. Didn't think it was real, but it obviously was a big moment for me and my team. I just watched that video. It's funny that you say that. And uh, it must have been one of the kids in the student section recorded it. They they seem yeah. pretty hype. Yeah, they were. And it, it's kind of a testament to, I, I love Keenan's coaching style of how you guys continue to, to go after it. And I saw you play a couple of times, mm-hmm. you have Isco early on in the year. When you played Kaleida, that, uh, that Kaleida game for being the second game of the year, did you – know beforehand or, or kind of during the game, all right, they're going to be pretty good. We're going to be in for a battle here. Yeah, we always go into games knowing that anything can happen. And um, honestly, I think after halftime, I was like, okay, guys, like we got to kick it in gear because it's not going to be easy and it's going to come down to five-point difference or something closer to that. And they didn't seem to run out of gas no matter what you guys threw no, at them at some point. No, not at all. <laughs> It's uh, it's interesting though because I just I go back to and I think about 
you know, North Dakota, a whole world away. When do you leave mm-hmm. to go up there? Um, I'm honestly not sure. I know maybe later in August, but I'm not sure. What are you going to study? I'm studying psychology. Well, that's one way to, to look at the world. And that's, yeah. it's totally different because it'll give you a completely different view. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see what your journey brings. And I hope that you have uh have a tremendous college career. Thank you so much. That's Katie Ligney talking about cold water in the university of Jamestown. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. So that's what we have for this edition of Around the Herd. I hope that you enjoyed a look into Eric Naughton's brain and sort of what uh, was going on there with his decision to uh, step down and spend more time with his family heading back to uh, Illinois and uh, about Katie Leakey's decision to uh, head to play in uh, North Dakota. I hope she does well, and uh, that's that's a long trip, but home of the Buffalo, that's where they roam, as the song goes. Please be sure to find us on Facebook and on Twitter as well. A lot of great content coming your way. Got a, a couple of really neat episodes, I think, that people will enjoy. Uh, one of my dear friends, Devin Jones, one of the smartest people I know, one of the best sports minds I've ever met, will be on the show at some point where we'll talk about Lima Warriors and all of the uh, almost 20 years that the Warriors have been in existence and just talk about his sports memories. And I'm telling you right now, the dude's probably been at everything. So that'll be a good one. And I've got a couple of really interesting guests lined up as well, just trying to eyes and T's and all that. But thank you so much for listening to the show. Have a great night and even better tomorrow. Enjoy the summertime and stay safe and be good to one another. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.